0: Hello and welcome to the weekly VM Campos Comic Book Club. I'm your host, VM Campos. This is the podcast where I count down the top 10 first issues releasing this week on New Comic Book Day. This is episode number 267 for May 5th, 2021. To see the comic books I'm talking about, head on over to the YouTube, youtube.com slash vmcompos, to actually see the comics and not just imagine them. You might also find some other cool stuff on my YouTube, so check it out. Now let's get on with the comics. Starting at number 10, I picked Star Wars Bounty Hunters Alpha, number one. With a title that long, you know it's got to be good. But with Boba Fett on the cover, you've noticed it's got to be even gooder. That's not a word. But this is the prelude? This is the War of the Bounty Hunters event that's going on through a variety of Star Wars comics over at Marvel. This is Prelude Precious Cargo, written by Charles Sewell and art by Steve McNiven. The Star Wars comic event you've been waiting for. The Notorious Bounty Hunter Boba Fett has finally ended his greatest prize, Han Solo, Frozen in Carbonite for easy transport. Sounds easy, what could go wrong? Alright, so we're getting here the story of what happened after the end of The Empire Strikes Back, and the defeat of the Rebels, the capture of Han Solo uh, in Carbonite here, before Return of the Jedi, stuff is always happening between the movies, there's so many comic books and novels that fill in all the details, and here's another one that does that over here at Marvel Comics. There's a variant, which is the um, director's cut. This one's $5.99 compared to $3.99, so it's obviously 10 times better. I love the cover a little bit more than the regular cover, but you pick the one that you like. And I think Boba Fett looks amazing with that, with that amazing axe right there, right? Very nice. This is number 10. At number 9, always get the cosplay covers, as a wise man once said. So over at Dynamite, I picked Invincible Red Sonia number 1. Now I'm going for the cosplay cover, but there's a variety of variants. It's written by Jimmy Palmiotti and Amanda Connor, and we've got interior art by Maratet and various covers. Written by award-winning fan favorites Amanda Connor and Jimmy Palmiotti, Red Sonja finds herself in a spectacular journey filled with pirates, mermaids, princesses, and political intrigue as the thread of two kingdoms hangs in the balance. So it's a new Red Sonya story. It's a great jumping on point. I've always enjoyed Palmiati and Connor's work. Um, It's pretty cool here to have them team up in a different sort of character than they usually work with. I often see them working like with uh, Harley Quinn and such. So we're going to see a cool take on the She-Devil with a sword, Red Sonya over at Dynamite. And as I said, there's a bunch of variant covers. Here's the Amanda Connor cover. Here we've got some very scary mermaids and pirate flags and so forth, very cool, Joseph Michael Lindsner cover, he's been doing a lot for Dynamite as always, very cool, realistic, cartoony style that he does, and then also this one by Selina, I'm not familiar with this artist, but they look, this art looks very cool, really captures Sonia's regalness and strength, plus one more, Uh, this is by Maritap, the interior artist right here, so you get a preview of what the book is about. Are you a Red Sonja fan? Have you been keeping up with her various stories over at Dynamite? I know she's in a variety of comics, but here's another one, and it's an issue number one, so you can get in on the ground floor of this genre in and of itself. So, number nine pick. and number eight, let's move over to Dark Horse Comics, and I've picked The Orville Digressions, number one of two. So this is interesting, usually we have four parts, nine parts, whatever. This is two parts. So this uh, fills in the story between the seasons. And if you enjoy the TV show like I do, this is a nice bit of filling in the plots. Written by David Goodman and art by David Capessa. Travel the road not taken in this prequel to the season two finale written by Orville executive producer David Goodman. Follow Ed Kelly and the would have been crew of the Orville as they navigate separate lives in an alternate timeline that's on a collision course with the galaxy ending Kalon. So I remember when the Orville debuted at the same time as Star Trek Discovery, I kinda liked the Orville better because it felt like more Star trek than the official Star Trek at the time. History has shown that yeah, for season... Of Discovery wasn't that great? Subsequent seasons are okay a little bit better? We're kind of seeing the same thing with Picard? I don't know, what do you think? What do you think of the new Trek stuff? I'm not a big fan of it, but you do you. All Star Trek is good. The correct answer, though, is that Star Trek Deep Space Nine is the best, Star Trek of all, and the Orville Star Trek adjacent is a pretty good amount of Star Trek. So tell me what you think about that in the comments. Let's move over to American Writers and Artisans, AWA upshot uh, for number seven on the list, Marjorie Finnegan, Temporal Criminal. This is written by Garth Ennis, uh, art by Goran Suzuka, and this is the cover art by Andy Clark, there's a couple of varying covers. She's Marjorie Finnegan, she's a temporal criminal. What more do you need to know? And the description goes on to talk about her exploits as a uh, dimension hopping uh, criminal uh, that gets into a lot of shenanigans. This seems like a really fun romp uh, with a female-focused lead character just jumping through different dimensions and time and all that fun stuff. A couple variant covers. This is the Mike Deodato, Mike Deodato Jr. cover. Uh, this character here that's just a head, pretty hilarious, pretty interesting. also got another credit here of uh, Miroslav Mirva, but they're not credited on the other part here. And then we've got a Frank Cho, actually a pretty restrained Frank Cho cover compared to the other one that he did for the uh, Sonya, the recent Sonya. So it's like sort of this um, Liberty Meadows uh, style. So, uh, brand new issue number one of eight from AWA. At number six, I pick Boom Studios as Eve number one, Uh, written by Victor Laval, art by Joe Migyong, uh, cover art by Ario Anindito. This is a post-apocalyptic sort of story. When the ice caps melted, most humanity was lost to the hidden diseases that were released. Now a mysterious girl named Eve has awoken in secret and must deal with a world that's nothing like the virtual reality she was raised in. Will she be able to restore this dying planet? So we've got the main character, we've got the little teddy bear character as well. We've got a variant cover There's also very evocative. This one's by America uh, and little bear character looks a little bit more evil. And uh, this one seems very interesting to me, this post-apocalyptic sci-fi sort of thing. Can't wait to check it out from Boom Studios. It's only five issues, so a nice compact story that should be a great one to to get in on the ground floor. I like the, the nature right here of destroyed cities and such, and she's paddling with, like, a stop sign and the, the water below that. It's very evocative, but they're determined, and I'm determined to check out this comic as well. Now, I'm sorry, everyone, but I know I always talk about the top 10 first issues debuting this week, but I've got an issue number zero, so close enough here. Titan Comics brings us V.E. Schwab's Extraordinary, written by V.E. Schwab and art by Enid Balam. Brand new series expands deeper into the world of Schwab's critically acclaimed novels Vicious and Vengeful. Set in the years between Vicious and Vengeful, Extraordinary follows a teenage girl named Charlotte Tills who survives a bus crash and becomes EO, gaining the ability to see people's deaths in reflective surfaces. So interesting twist on the I see your future sort of thing. Uh, This is in people's... in the surfaces. Now, this is only $1, so how can you pass that up to get started on an issue number zero prelude to a new comic series coming out? This is from Titan Comics. This is from Entertainment Weekly's 27 female authors who rule sci-fi and fantasy. So there's no reason to not check it out. At number four, we've got Scout Comics' imprint, Black Caravans, Broken Souls Ballad, Number 1 this is written by Massimo Rossi and art by Ludovica Ceregati. St. Abigail's Institute creates monsters, and those monsters are teenagers! Well, isn't that redundant? The story begins as several teens discover that they possess out-of-the-ordinary abilities, in each case related to their psychosomatic conditions. The resulting trauma, caused by this horrifying discovery, leads them to stray from their normal teenage lives, some to seek answers, others in a desperate attempt to escape their terrible fate. Now this cover right here is what sold me. We've got this horrific, this body horror sort of aspect of things, the scary institution back there, the teenager transforming into a beast, beautiful colors, these sort of 80s style of colors, I would say, twisted expression of anguish, and then like the drool from the creature. Obviously, in the world of the comics, uh, you can't judge a book by its cover, and I'm thinking that this cover is an amazing one that really stands out. And what's good is that the cover artist is also the interior artist, so I think we're in for some good things in this first issue. Now, real talk. In light of the recent Asian-American violence that has gripped our nation, I think one way that we can get past prejudices, xenophobia, and racism is to follow the old adage of walking a mile in someone else's shoes putting yourself in someone else's place. As such, by simply opening yourself up to more cultures, more people, more experiences, you gain a better understanding of the world around us that we're all a part of. In one small way, reading about the experiences of another culture, then, is a good thing. For number three, I picked Image Comics, The Good Asian number one of nine. It is written by Parnsak Pinchet-Shoté, art by Alexandria Tefenki, and this is a cover art by Dave Johnson. This is the uh, long-awaited follow-up to the critically acclaimed Infidel. We follow Edison Hark, a haunted, self-loathing Chinese-American detective on the trail of a killer in 1936 Chinatown. It's a noir comic from an Asian perspective that is sure to go down as an important comic book. Get in on the ground floor of it. It's debuting this week. I recommend it. At number two, I picked Mad Cave Studios Beckstar number one, a more of an escapist fair, written by Joe Corallo, and art by Lorenzo Colangeli. Uh, this is the Sweeney Boo uh, cover. I love Sweeney Boo's art. It's a very cool cartoony style. Beckstar is a star hopping mercenary, gone full time gambler light years away from Earth, leaving her old life behind with the help of her magical luck dagger and her fan turned regret filled friend, Sally Sulin. Beckstar ekes out a living under the nefarious Shadow Syndicate Radar. So a space epic, female-focused cast, very cool art, something new from a smaller publisher out there. Perhaps flying under the radar, hopefully I made you hit to them, Mad Cave Studios. And my number one pick for this week is Marvel Comics Heroes Reborn, number one of seven. It had to be it. The big event that is gripping the Marvel Universe. It's a world without the Avengers! Welcome to the world where Tony Stark never built in Iron Man armor, where Thor is a hard-drinking atheist who despises hammers, where Wakanda is dismissed as a myth, and where Captain America was never found in the ice, because there were no Avengers to find him. Instead, this world has been protected by Earth's mightiest heroes, the Squadron Supreme of America, and now the Squadron faces an attack from some of their fiercest enemies, like Dr. Juggernaut, the Black Skull, and Silver Witch the Silver Witch and Thanos with his Infinity Rings, but why is the Daywalker Blade, the one man alive who seems to remember the entire world, has somehow been reborn? I kinda love this mixing of classic Marvel Comics characters and storylines, throwing it in a blender getting a new version of things, Dr. Juggernaut, isn't that so evocative? No, that's not Wonder Woman, that's the Silver Witch, but I like this concept of this big what-if, and this is a seven-issue mini-series that is kind of shaping the Marvel Universe in a different way. There's a few variant covers that I like. These are the Mark Bagley variant covers. These are the uh, Marvel Universe card series that I used to collect back in the 90s. I love the style. This was a big collage. I believe it was volume four, 1994 or so. Um, Marvel cards that you would make a collage, nine out of them on one page, and they all made this very cool collage, so there's Mephisto, there's also Blade of this alternate reality. These are all by my one of my favorite um, artists back in the 90s, Mark Bagley. So brand new story, throw everything in a blender, get something new and interesting. Art Germ cover here, what's not to like for number one? And that was my top 10 list of comics debuting this week for Wednesday, May 5th, 2021. What do you think? What did I get right? What did I get wrong? Tell me all about it in the comments. If you didn't check out the video version, head on over to youtube.com slash to check that out. And if you enjoy my content, consider pressing the join button on YouTube. Starting at 99 cents a month, you'll become part of the VMC crew where you'll unlock exclusive stuff on YouTube, such as longer videos, exclusive contests, and more. I've got some other tiers there, so check them out. You get more rewards for joining the VMC crew. YouTube.com slash VMCompos. Once again, if you've enjoyed the podcast, let me know all about it. And if you didn't, keep it to yourself. <laughs> this has been the weekly VM Compos comic book club, and I'll see you next week.